Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Been a lot of fun today. Eric Nadell, voice of the Rangers, on. And now pleased to have Matt Clark on. It's, uh, you never need a reason to have a guy like this on. Uh, former Baylor wide receiver, short yardage quarterback, jack of all trades. But I was tipped off that he's going to be at an upcoming, the Baylor opener, the Baylor legend, for that game, uh, I believe that's September third against Albany. And uh, Matt Clark, it's uh, great to uh, great to get to visit with you. Appreciate you doing the show today. Thank you, Matt. Great to be with you. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I assume that uh, like a lot of former Baylor players, you've been enjoying the uh, resurgence. Obviously, uh, under Matt Rule, and now with Dave Aranda, uh, how fun is it for a uh, a former player, and y'all had your share of, of great moments under Coach Taft, but to, to see the program uh, get to 12 wins and uh, and basically, I guess, fifth in the country in those final polls last year. Yeah, Matt, it was it was nice to see. Uh, you know, and I haven't had the opportunity to meet Coach Aranda, but everything I hear uh, is, you know, superlatives, uh, you know, from the way he treats his players to the way he runs the program. So, uh, it, it, it's great. I mean, you know, you mentioned Coach Staff and, uh, you know, obviously a legend. Uh, it was uh, an incredible privilege to play under him and see how, you know, obviously he conducted the program during the time that we were there. But, but yeah, it, it brings a lot of, I think, some similarities back to, you know, back to campus to, to the way, you know, a program should be run and the way the program should be respected. What do you remember about Coach Staff, uh, Coach Taff and his uh, in his staff? The first time you were there in Corsicana, you were a star quarterback. In fact, y'all made it all the way to the state title game, as you well remember. What was your first contact with uh, with Baylor during that recruiting process back in the nineteen eighties? <laughs> well, Matt, kind of kind of interestingly, I. Uh... I don't necessarily remember the first contact that, you know, I'd had the opportunity to be coached half as a, you know, as a probably a junior high kid, you know, growing up, he was, you know, obviously active, you know, in, in of course nationally, but, but certainly in the state and, and around, uh, I met him at, at our church uh, probably more than once, uh, as I recall, but, you know, I just remember, you know, thinking how great it'd be to play for someone like that. And then as I got to know him, of course, all of that, you know, surpassed what, you know, what you might imagine until you get to, you know, to know the man. But, you know, it, honestly, Matt, when I made my recruiting visit to Baylor, it was it was late in the recruiting season, back when everybody, you know, nobody signed before uh, that yeah, first week in February. And I, I took my trip late in January. And actually, when I met with Coach Taff on that Sunday, uh, you know, he told me he didn't have a scholarship available to offer to me. So I was pretty disappointed when I went home. And it wasn't until the very next day that he called me, uh, pulled me out of class. Uh, don't remember what class, but I was in I was in class, high school. And he said, hey, we want you to be a Baylor Bear. We have a scholarship and, uh, you know, we'd love you to, you know, to be here. And I, I told him I wanted to be a Baylor Bear. So uh, wow. it was, you know, it, it was a 24-hour period that was, uh, was, was, was pretty low at one point and obviously uh, pretty high <laughs> uh, at, at the end. It's like, why do you want to do that to me? You know, let me know that. But it turned around. Now, were you being um, recruited as an athlete? That's got to be an interesting thing for a great high school quarterback. 
you know, there was another great quarterback, Steve Needham, who ends up at Baylor, and he was an unbelievable high school quarterback. How and you played a lot of sports, though. Was it were you kind of open to playing whatever position, or was there one point you were pretty set on, hey, I want to stay at quarterback? Well, in the recruiting process, man, you know, I wanted to be a quarterback, um, but I love the game of football, and I, I wanted to play football. Now, you know, I, I went to Baylor thinking I was going to be a quarterback. They told me I was going to be a quarterback. I practiced at quarterback, you know, that fall. And uh, I don't, you know, quite honestly, I don't know what what the coaching staff thought when they recruited. It's like, yeah, we'll tell him whatever he wants, but we think he's going to end up somewhere else. But uh, it did not take me long uh, to figure out, and you mentioned this in, in our run-up to the introduction here, you know, we had Tom Mickey and we had Cody Carlson, who were both just a year older than me, and I quickly figured out after, you know, their first year as co-starters that if I wanted to play quarterback at Baylor, uh, I was probably going to have one year to do it, and that would have been my fifth year. So I switched positions. Um I remember Coach Taft did come to me in the spring or uh, before spring practice and said, hey, uh, we're thinking about moving you to defensive back. And I said, how about I try receiver? And if that doesn't work, then I'll go to defensive back. And so, uh, like I said, I don't <laughs> I don't know if, if they knew all along that I was not going to be a quarterback. I was going to end up somewhere else. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, I think it worked out. And, again, kind of as you mentioned, I, I did get to play a little bit of quarterback here and there, but in, in special situations. But, you know, yeah. playing with Cody, playing with Tom, you know, the kind of talent that they had as, as uh, certainly as passers, uh, I, my days were numbered, I think. <laughs> well, I love the short yardage quarterback, though. Alan Rice did it before you got there, and he went on the NFL, and then you became that short yardage quarterback. How much, I guess that still gave you your fix um, at that um at that position, and there was just something Grant must have, and I don't know if that had to do with Cotton Davidson or Duke or Wade, whoever was was kind of running that offensive show, but what, Baylor loved doing that, and, and obviously Grant got real comfortable doing that. Did, did, you, did you enjoy that, moving from wide receiver and getting under center in those goal line type situations? Yeah, I did, Matt, and it was it was a lot like what I did in high school. I mean, yes, I was a high school quarterback, but you know, if we threw the ball three or four times a game at Corsicana, there was something wrong. Uh, you know, we we ran the ball a lot. I was an option, you know, more of an option quarterback than a throwing quarterback. So uh, I, I was very comfortable in that, and, and quite honestly, it was pretty simple. Uh, and you probably know this, but maybe a lot of your listeners don't. And you may be the youngest person in, in the Central Texas area that remembers back when I played, but you know, when we would line, when we would line up in that, I mean, it was just counting people, it's counting bodies and wherever we had the advantage, that's where the play went. So most often we would break the huddle and this wasn't anything special to me. Alan did it. Tom Mickey did it, you know, the year before I did, I, I you know, I, I did it for a couple of years, but uh, you just break the huddle, look at the defensive line, line up, figure out where you had the advantage and that's where you'd call the play and that's where you'd run it. I mean, I mean, again, we were only looking for typically a yard or two at the time. So we were pretty successful at it. Uh, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't really any more than counting people and expecting to win, you know, win your matchups. 
Yeah, if I know, uh, you know, Tom and Cody, and I still talk to Cody pretty often, I, I bet when you went in there and maybe scored a touchdown or accounted for a touchdown, I bet they didn't love that going on somebody else's <laughs> record at the time. Although uh, those guys had to learn how to share. But I mean, what a, I mean, Matt, for people that weren't watching during that time, that was an interesting time in Baylor football because you did have two great quarterbacks they did two different things extremely well Tom could run and throw Cody could just throw it like nobody's business and the fact that they got both of them to buy in and at one point were rotating every series Uh, Matt for a young guy like you back then was that was that pretty that had to be extremely rare to witness something like that up close two guys that that had a lot of pride, but kind of put their pride aside for the for the betterment of the team. Well, they did, and they were great. You know, they were great examples. They were great role models from from that perspective. Uh, that's why they were both team captains. You know, multiple times. It, it, you know, it was. It, it, that's true. I mean, you know, they were looking at, and and I think that really epitomized our teams back then. Is people, you know, people were willing to do what was necessary. You know from the perspective of, of trying to win ball games and uh, whether it meant, you know, one guy playing the, you know, the entire game or, or switching off. I mean, you mentioned it, Matt, at, at the beginning of the, the fall 1983 season, that was, that was my freshman year. And I ended up redshirting that year, but the first three games of the season, they didn't, they didn't rotate every series. They rotated every play. They would bring, <laughs> You know, they would bring the play in. Tom would bring the play in, run the play. He'd run out. Cody would come in, bring the play in, run the play. They did that for three for the first three games of the year, and then uh, then we then we moved into uh, rotating every series. And so, uh, yeah, very unique. I remember it was uh, well, it was unheard of then, probably still now. And everybody said it wasn't going to work, and uh, we had some great success. In fact, that very first game. Of that 83 season, uh, BYU was in town. It was the only game they lost that year. They didn't lose a game the next year. And uh, Steve Young was a quarterback. And, and uh, you know, it worked, worked out pretty well. For, for my first game to be on the sideline, uh, you know, in, in college, it was, uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun, pretty historic, and a lot of remarkable things happened. Matt Clark joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. He'll be the Baylor legend coming up uh, uh, early this next season, September 3rd. Baylor plays Albany, and he'll be honored. Now, Matt, what do you remember about that uh, 88-yard touchdown? Now, you also, in addition, you were, a, you were an excellent possession-type receiver, but you also had a little speed, and um, I, I, I was at that game. Uh, as I recall, that would have been in because I was at a game in Little Rock, but that was before you got to Baylor when I was a kid. But I think that game was in Fayetteville. What do you remember about that play? Did you? It was that a straight go route, or did you? Did you have to? Did you get free off the line of scrimmage? How did you get free on that particular play? Well, actually, that that, that was 1985, and that, and that game actually was in Little Rock that year. Uh, okay. I'd like I'd like to say that uh, you know the play was called for me. I uh, beat the guy off the line and, and, you know, and left him way behind. The truth of the matter is, <laughs> I was maybe the third or fourth option on that play. I mean, we've been run we had run that play all week long, and actually, it was designed. I was clearing out the zone, and there were a couple things that were happening under 
supposed to be happening underneath me. As many times as we ran that in practice during the week, the ball never came to me. So I, I honestly, to this day, don't really know what happened underneath and, and why Tom went away from the first option, second option, and threw the ball deep. Uh, but, you know, yeah, 88 yards later, you know, on the nationally televised game, you know, we had a touchdown, and I think that put us up 14 to nothing. And uh, unfortunately, we we ended up not holding on to that lead. But I remember that. I remember I remember thinking, why is this ball in the air coming to me? Because I was, you know, I wasn't the the primary or secondary option on that. The other thing I remember is distinctly is how quiet it was because our <laughs> fans were. I, the Baylor fans were, you know, down around the goal line, you know, around where we had the ball. And so as I was running down the field, it got really quiet, you know, because I scored in the end zone, you know, where it was all Razorback fans. I remember running down the sideline, and it, my recollection is it was like deadly silence, and I could hear a couple of voices on our sideline, you know, cheering, hollering at me to, you know, keep running or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it uh, it was <laughs> – it was pretty fun up until that, um, until we gave up a touchdown late in the game to lose. But uh, oh, th- those are those are kind of the lasting memories that I have of that play. Number one, <laughs> it wasn't ever supposed to come to me, and number two, when it did come to me, it got awfully quiet. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, right around then. Y'all had that one season where you should have beat Texas and Austin, and you should have beat Arkansas in, in Little Rock, like you said. That would have been War Memorial Stadium. Um, I had seen a game there a few years before where Walter was still playing and Gentry were playing. And then that Mm -hmm. game you're talking about, boy, you got loose. And those, those teams, I know y'all had some great times. Boy, you and John Simpson right down the road from Ennis, Texas, um, uh, two of the, two of the fastest white receivers (laughs) Baylor, Baylor had. And, uh, that was, uh, man, those were, those were fun times. Unfortunately, Matt, people always probably bring up to you a game like the 86 Texas A&M game, which was voted the greatest game of the decade. And it's another right. game we all didn't win, but I do have to think looking back on that one and uh, Kevin Murray and A&M win that game 31-30. Uh, have, you ever, have you ever been involved in anything before or since that rivaled how great that game was? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's hard to it's hard to say yes to that. I mean, as you point out, it, it, it was voted the you know the greatest game in uh, in the Southwest Conference in, in the decade of the '80s, uh, and so yeah, that that was a difficult one. I mean, you know, we're up seventeen to nothing. Uh, we have a chance to punch one in, you know, from goal line. I think to go up twenty-four to seven, and we don't. And uh, that kind of fueled their their comeback. But, yeah, it was a lot of back and forth. Uh, as a fan, I, I remember after that game coming out of the locker room, obviously extremely disappointed. Uh, and uh, a, a high school friend of mine was waiting outside. He, he didn't play football in high school, but he was a student at A&M, and we'd grown up, you know, school together. And, you know, and, and he didn't – you know, he wasn't an Aggie fan that was, was there to gloat or whatever. He just – shook my hand. He said, that's the greatest game I've ever seen in person. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, there's, you know, there's something nice about being a part of that. I just wish we'd been on the other end of it. You know, that, that season culminated, uh, you know, with a, with a really, really nice win um, against, you know, a Colorado team that was up and coming. 
you know, that we beat in a bowl game. And they, uh, you know, they, they ultimately, what, uh, it was only a couple of years, I don't think it was the next year, maybe a couple of years after that, you know, won a national championship. So, you know, it showed a lot of guts, a lot of determination, a lot of, a lot of heart on that team. Cause I think, I think after that loss, we were four and three and then we didn't lose again that season. So again, kind of testament to the, to the kind of guys that we had. Yeah, I tell you, you're thinking about that Bill McCartney Colorado team, and you're right, y'all beat them, and then uh, and then it was only uh, I guess uh, Cordell Stewart was there in 1990, and then Darian Hagens became the quarterback, and Baylor beat them in 1991 uh, in, uh, in right there in Boulder. So, man, those were amazing times. Now, did, was Grant okay, Matt, with you? Uh, as I remember, you had a pretty nice head of hair on you. And uh, and some of that hair would 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 hang out the back of the helmet. Grant was uh, Grant was fine with that because I can imagine Grant Grant wanted everybody maybe to be kind of clean cut. Was he okay with you rocking that look? You know, ultimately he was he was he was better with it than my dad was. But uh, <laughs> my dad was, was was very much clean cut. You know, funny funny story, and and I guess things you know come around. I, I, uh, you know, I haven't seen you in person. Uh, I did send you some stuff earlier today. I mean, I, I don't have any hair left, so it's kind of ironic how that how that goes around. But you know, at one point, uh, you know, at the end of every year, you know, Coach Staff. I mean, you met with your position player. You met, you know, and then you always met with Coach Staff. And uh, I I had a conversation with him, and I I asked him at one point. I said, "Are you catching a lot of grief over this?" and and uh, he just kind of laughed or whatever. I said, Coach, if you want me to cut my hair, I'll cut my hair. And he said, you're fine. Leave it as it is. Do what you want to do. So, you know, I, I didn't look. That was one of the things that I really appreciated about Coach Taft and, and the way he treated us as men. Uh, I had a lot of friends, you know, that I played with in high school and, and or I played against in high school or got to know. And, and one of the things that they could not believe, you know, other you know, D1 college football players, they could not believe that for a Friday, you know, on a home game, for a Saturday home game, that, and, and I think this has changed, but when Coach Taft was, was at Baylor, we spent Friday nights in our own bed. We didn't go to a hotel. We didn't go to, you know, I think, you know, sometimes teams, Baylor teams go to Temple or, you know, they go where they stay at a hotel or whatever. We met at the stadium on Friday night. They had a little pep talk, watched a movie. We went home, got up the next day, you know, did our business. And that was kind of indicative of the way Coach Taft treated us as men. And I always remember, you know, as a freshman, you know, coming in, 18 years old, first time away from home, you know, he, he told us all. He said, guys, I'm going to treat you as men unless you give me a reason not to. And so he trusted us with, a, you know, with a lot of things. And, uh, you know, I guess that was kind of one of them. You know, he, he kind of let people be, be individuals and, and free spirits as long as, you know, they played the team game as well. So, uh, yeah, I respected that a lot of him, and, and it, it was a lot of, of mutual respect that, that he had for, for the guys. Well, Matt, I, you know, going across the middle was a different animal back when you were playing because there were headhunters like Mike Welch, your teammate, 
that played back then. And, and uh, my, actually, Mike has got some buddies that are, were mutual friends. And, and it's just so fun to get to know and visit with people from y'all's era. Uh, excited to, to be able to honor you and I look forward to seeing you in person. Just tell people you are bald by choice, okay? You could, have that, you could still have that full head of hair if you wanted, all right? Okay, yeah, we'll go with that, and I'll probably have a cap on, too. So. <laughs> That's right. Protect that dome at all costs. Matt, uh, congratulations. And, by the way, uh, he is uh, – Matt's at Stout, and uh, your valuation, uh, you've had a, a tremendous career in the business world as well. We'll uh, I'll have you on again at some point. We'll talk a little bit about that. But, really, thank you for doing this. Great to, great to catch up with you. Matt, thank you. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to getting down there on September 3rd and – and uh, it's a great honor, and I appreciate it, and thanks for having me on. You bet. There he goes. Matt Clark, Baylor legend, will be honored against uh, Albany on September 3rd. And uh, deep threat, short yardage quarterback, he did it all, and he almost led Corsicana to a state championship back in the day. All right, we got to say goodbye now. The dismount is next. Recently on Game Time.